Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom podcast when we believe that real faith and all life's wisdom is standing on one platform and that and that is Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Yuri and today we are going to talk we're going to be talking about on the subject of prayer. Now, maybe you are new to to this Christianity in general. Maybe you are asking yourself, well, what is prayer? How do I pray? Uh, why do I need to pray? When do I need to pray? Or maybe how frequently I need to pray? And, and if those questions are, if those questions may be inside you, well, we wanted to answer today. And today, my guest, is, my guest is do, here, Dr. Charles Wilson. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Good to be here. Thank you so much. It's it's an honor to sit across this little table and share gospel with you together. Truly, truly is. I wanted to say before I continue, thank you for speaking into my life. Thank you for blessing our church at the beginning journey uh, when you gave the key to your church and says, you know what, if we don't gather, you can go ahead and do it. Your heart was and is amazing. You show me uh, what it is to how and, and not just what and how and when, but but how in general, what is Christian Christianity looks like, how Jesus looks like. You've encouraged me all the time. You always believed in me since the moment I met you. You never even asked me, hey, your name is Yuri. It's kind of weird. You know, I'm not, I, I don't know if I want to hang out with you. You always, <laughs> you always just said, hey, I'm available anytime. And I know that you left impact in my life for eternity. And even the way I preach and the way I think and in general, I know I will always be thankful to what you did and what you're still doing currently today. Good. Thank you. Now, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Dr. Charles because because his experience is tremendous. His experience is amazing. And every time I meet with him, I I hear bits and pieces of his experience. And even today, he gave me two sermons. So I don't need to get, you know, next Sunday is good to go. I'll just re-preach your sermon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every time I meet with you, you give me some, something. And so and so he, here's here's what what his experience looks like. Dr. Charles Wilson has a 30 years of leadership experience. Pre presently, he is a business owner. He's a consultant to several organizations. He's a professor for University of Arkansas, uh, Arkansas at Her Herbert. I told you I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing that. Herbert Field and a mentor for, for leader leadership at Walton. He has taught in colleges and university, provided counseling and supervision services in the areas of quality assurance, customer satisfaction, company growth, organization readiness, problem resolution, and strategic planning. Wow. <laughs> he, his work has received awards and recognition for several, na for, for several na national states and local organizations. Dr. Charles Wilson has worked with number of professionals, organizations, and businesses. Client company includes Walmart, Procter & Gamble, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, nonprofit like Focus on a Family, Feed the Children, Sharing and Caring, Ecclesia College, the Sam Walton College of Business, and on and on and on. I've been around a long time. What can I say? <laughs> it's impressive. It's truly impressive. The people 
the businesses that you work with. And now Dr. Charles is a pastor of a chapel at Cross Point Church in Santa Rosa Beach, where he currently lives with his amazing wife, Cindy Wilson. That's right. And so now you've impacted me with the story and your story about prayer. And actually, I found the verse backing your story. So I'm going to read the verse and then I'm going to ask you questions. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse, the shortest verses in the Bible, 16, 17, and 18. The first one, it says, rejoice always. That's you. Number two, pray continually. That's you. <laughs> Number three, give thanks in all circumstances. That is you. And number four, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And this is your story. You told me, and when I asked you, what is prayer and how do you pray as a pastor? How does your prayer life looks like? You said, Yuri, I pray all the time. I don't just pray. I do pray for some things and I take time to pray for specific things. But mainly I pray all the time. My prayer never stops. I pray in the morning. I pray in the evening. As a matter of fact, God is right now listening to me. And then second thing you said, I'm not worried. I don't worry. I don't worry about anything. I just know that God hears me, that God is with me, and my prayer is continually going. Explain that a little bit. So not only the way you've impacted me, I want that same impact to go into this camera and to the people that are listening right now. Well, you are never outside of the presence of God. God is everywhere, all the time. He's here right now. He hears everything we say. God is not absent of anything that occurs in the universe, including our thoughts, our speech, our interactions. So basically, anytime we uh, express not only verbally, but mentally, God is aware of that. <clears throat> so that's basically praying. The word prayer in, in the Greek is kaleo, which means to call. Like you pick up a phone, you call someone, and you chat. Sometimes <clears throat> over important things, sometimes over non-important things. Yeah. And God is aware of all of that. None of that escapes God's awareness. So in that, in that respect, our prayer goes out all the time, e even maybe when we're dreaming. Mm. Even those thoughts go into the concept of God. Mm -hmm. So knowing that God is everywhere all the time, all-knowing, allows me and, and everyone else, knowingly or otherwise, to know that what we're saying, we, we should be alert to the fact everything we do God hears. So even if I drive in the car, God is with me. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. If I eat and, and I'm having a bad attitude about something, God is with me all the time. In the New Testament, we sometimes Christianity thinks of Christianity being going to a sacred place like a church or waiting to pray a special time. But if you believe the New Testament, it is the Christ in us. So Christ is in us. And we are with him 24-7. You can't escape the presence of God. So whether you're in the car, 
or whether you're stuck in traffic and you use non-Christian words, God is very well aware of all of what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) It says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says this, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We live in this world that everybody is anxious. Everybody's anxious about everything. The news, the, 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 the presidential elections, the you know, ins and outs of life in general, your work. How do you stay encouraged? Because it's so easy to get overwhelmed. It's so easy to get anxious. It's so easy to get depressed. Worry changes nothing. Amen to that. Um, I can obsess about anything. And I can be afraid of everything. But when we really uh, observe the, the reality of life, worry does not change the circumstances. The circumstances continue, whatever they might be. You can worry all you want. Yeah, there's, whether it's presidential or pandemic or whatever, you can worry about all of that. <clears throat> Your worry does not change the situation. What changes a situation is your decision to choose how you react to it. And I choose not to worry because that beats, you know, the difference in being full of fear and being full of love is the outcome to your own, your own soul, uh, to your own life. Uh, Worry is not good for you physically, mentally, uh, it, it doesn't change the circumstances. <clears throat> so why invest all of that energy Into in work. something that has no value, that has no outcome? You invest in love, on the other hand. You have peace of mind. You, you, you are not anxious. Uh, you are not alerted to everything that happens. And your life could be described as being full of peace. And I think that was the message of Jesus. Yeah. Was I come to give you peace? Peace I leave with you. Not anxiety, but peace. Uh, a part of prayer that I, I think we overlook sometimes is the fact that <clears throat> in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, it says, We have a great high priest that passed into the heavens, Jesus Christ, the, the righteous. And it says, And we don't have a high priest that can't be touched with the feelings of our of our challenges with our infirmities because he was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin. God is alert to the humanity that we are. God understands the the temptations we have in life, the challenges we have in life, uh, our weaknesses. All God is aware of all of those. And where else uh, should you go? than to someone who understands everything about you. And what a relief it is when we are burdened with whatever it is, knowing God understands that. So, so if you say that God is everywhere, he's with me all the time, and I believe the say, the, 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 that too. What about people that, that will hear this and say, well, then at this point, I just need to give my life to God and I'm good. I don't need to pray. Everything I do is my prayer, right? How, why do I need to pray and the focus on prayer? What, and what does it do in my life? Well, in general, that's true because you do want to give your life, all of it. 
But there are specific situations, and we are encouraged in, in uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount when he said, Now, you go ask, you seek, you knock. <clears throat> there are different types of prayer that claim our attention. Um, the most important probably is confession. Confessing ourselves so that it removes any kind of interference with us and our relationship with God. Thanksgiving. It's good for us just to stop and thank God for a situation that just occurred. Yes. We're paying attention to that. And then, uh, of course, there's petition when we pray for, or intercession when we pray for another person. Like, I pray for you. I say, Lord, I know this, and I would like for you to attend to that in Yuri's life. And then, of course, when we pray for ourselves, there's situations that arise that we need to pay attention to. And so, <clears throat> yes, there is this global God is everywhere hearing everything, but it's good for us to stop and pay attention to a specific situation. God is always our father. We're always his child. But it doesn't mean we don't go to the father and say, hey, here is something that's on my mind. Mm. I've, uh, I've grew up in, uh, in particular um, kind of upbringing and uh, my, part of my family were Pentecostal and part of my family were Baptist. So, I'm, you know, I always refer to myself as Baptocostal, you know, you know there was a little, little bit of fights of, of, of both sides. And a lot of Christians believe, well, I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta bring all my worry and bring it before God. So, sort of, uh, you know, when, when Christ says, "Bring all all your burdens," because my bur my burden is, e is is light, my yoke is easy, and 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 it's this idea of anxious prayer. Hi, Lord, as, as long as I'm crying before before the God, as long as I'm, you know, confessing all the time. But but when I look into in the Bible, it always says, "Be thankful," and you mentioned that. Yeah. Be thankful. Be don't worry about it. Don't be anxious, but be thankful. Why is it so important to be thankful when we pray? Well, I think that thankfulness in itself is the greatest of all Christian virtues and probably father to all of them. Because thankfulness uh, tells God that we understand that we are what we are by God's grace mm -hmm. all the time, regardless of what's occurring in our life. Um, <clears throat> Thanksgiving uh, points back to the Father. Um, and once we grasp the fact that our very existence is because of grace, then that generates a, a gratitude mm -hmm. for just allowing us to be. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something beyond our capacity. Wow. We didn't bring ourselves into existence. Yeah. We were nothing. Yeah. And by the grace of God, we are here. And so, if you can just grasp that fact, nothing follows except thankfulness. Yeah. And uh, even in the, in the most troublesome of times, uh, there is an element of thankfulness. The whole concept of just even I exist here, the life. Lord, thank you for giving me life. Yeah. So, I believe there is effective and ineffective prayer. Oh, absolutely. And in John chapter 15, it says this, If you abide in me, number one, and my word abide in you, number two, then ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And, and, and Jesus said there's, there, has to be, there has to be two things before the effective prayer comes into your life. You have to abide in me. We have to understand this concept that you were born again and, and, and that Jesus lives inside of you. 
the Christ, the resurrected Christ, exactly where you were talking to me this morning, lives inside of you. And the second thing, I need to know the, the word of God. I need to know what his will for my life. So explain to me a little bit what, what is really effective prayer and ineffective prayer. Because I, I, I know that if I don't know his word, I might not know how to pray. Pray. And if I don't believe that, that he, he died for me and I was uh, washed by his blood, then again, m- my faith is not there. And I can pray, but because we don't have faith, it might not be answered. Well, there's another part to that. Okay. And that's what Jesus' brother James said. <clears throat> is that in the end, the last things that come out of our mouth in prayer is thy will be done. And that is the most difficult prayer for people to pray, is thy will be done. There's a reason God doesn't answer prayer. Moses, excuse me, Moses prayed after having led the children of Israel 40 years that he could enter into the promised land. God said, no. The apostle Paul prayed three times in Corinthians that a, a infirmity, a thorn in the flesh be removed. Mm-hmm. And God said no three times. Mm. Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane said, Father, take this cup of suffering away from me, but nevertheless, thy will be done. He prayed three times that that be taken away and God said no three times. Mm. Moses, the greatest of prophets, Paul, the greatest of missionaries, Jesus, the greatest of all, were told no on several occasions by God himself. Because the prayer was in opposition to the overall plan of God. If you get no for an answer, you stand in some pretty good company. (laughs) Right? You're standing right with Moses, right with Paul, right with Jesus. All were told no in the face of their greatest prayers. The blessing comes from knowing that God hears all of our prayers Mm -hmm. and will answer them appropriately within God's will. In his time. Yeah. That's why you don't have to be anxious. Wow. Wow. Even if you mess up your prayer and pray for stuff you shouldn't, it doesn't matter. God's got it under God's control. Got it. And we have to believe him that he's got yeah. it. That is our surrender. That there is that that is that pick up the cross every day. Understand that he's got it on a cross. Yeah, you might have to pick up some of your your stuff every day and be reminded and remind yourself who you are. But that is our surrender. That, that, that is so amazing. Now, um, we, we are blessed, of course, when we pray for something and it happens. Yes. Oh, yeah. But we want that all the time. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank God. We should be just as thankful that our prayers are not answered. Even Garth Brooks said, thank God for unanswered prayers. <laughs> because we ask for things from our perception, from our rose-colored glasses, from our tunnel vision. We ask for something. And we ask for it because it's a legitimate human need. We're not just asking for the sake of asking. It's a legitimate human need. But that specific human need we may have may not coincide 
with the all, overall mystery of God's universe. We want when we want it, how we want it, and, and, and the time exactly when we want exactly. it. That's, that's how it is. So as we finish, as we come to this conclusion, I, I wanted to ask you, okay, somebody's watching maybe and, and are struggling. You know, maybe, the, maybe uh, he or she had a lot of no's. <laughs> you know, a lot of no's. What would you say to those people that just needs to be encouraged in, and, and come back? Maybe some quit. Maybe some people, well, I, I just don't believe in prayer anymore. What would you say to, to, to those people to come back? Growth never occurs in comfort. Mm. Seek discomfort. Growth comes from the challenges that we have in life. If we never get outside of our little boundaries and everything is, is okay all the time, then our faith is never challenged. Our perseverance is not challenged. Our capacity is not challenged. Talk to people who have had the greatest struggles in life and you see their capacity grows. My encouragement to someone who, who is going through that kind of situation is keep on keeping on. That what you're learning, what you are, are sensing, even though you may not be aware of it, is going to benefit you in life. It is going to be to your benefit. Uh, just like when he told Jesus, no, that benefited the entire universe. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, humanly, he didn't want to die on that cross. Yeah. So when we're bearing our cross and we are suffering for whatever reason, and no, we don't know the answer to all suffering. That's, we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those questions we have to live with. Even in the midst of our suffering, God is working out the work of grace within us. Amen. So just keep hope. Keep. Amen. Amen. I always say this. When you're in the valley, you don't want to be in the valley. But when you get through the valley and learn from that valley, that was the greatest blessing that you've encountered. It's in the valleys, though, that as Psalmist David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. A shadow. A shadow only occurs when there's light. And even in the valleys, the light of God shines. We may have to walk by the shadows until we understand the full light, but God is there. Amen. God always hears, God always is aware, and God never keeps loving us. Amen. Regardless. Amen. And let me encourage you with this last verse that I'm going to read from uh, John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. It says this, and this is the confidence, confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask him according to his will, he hears us. And so don't stop praying. Keep going. Pastor Charles, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Great to be here. It's an honor. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine in you. Be, Be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you peace wherever you go. Until next time.